It is week 26 and the final week of Maseches Chagiga with the Sydney Kolal sponsor in Nishmas in memory of Sarah Brando by Yechezkel Halevi. We are holding the Gemara of Chavavmud base about 14 lines up from the bottom of the page. We've been learning about the Shulchan. We said that during the festivals of Pesach, Shavuos and Sukkot, the rabbinic institution of ritual impurity that we assume from Amea Oritz, from people who are neither particular nor knowledgeable about the laws of Tumantara, generally there's a rabbinic Tumma associated with them and we wave that Tumma during the festivals. But after the festivals, we assume that everything they've touched is retroactively Tomei, ritually impure, and we have to make it Tahar again. We say to the pilgrims who are Amei Oretz to be careful not to touch the Shulchan, the table on which the Lechem Aponim, the Ponim bread was placed, because we're worried that they might render it ritually impure, but it will be difficult for us to purify it, and therefore we ask them not to touch it. The Gemara said, why is the Shulchan Tomei? How can the Shulchan become Tomei? Surely it is an object that is never moved. That's what the Gemara suggested. And the Gemara answered, no, it can become Tomei because we do pick it up. We do move it. We move it to show the pilgrims the Lechem Aponim, the Panim bread, and to show them how much Hashem loves them. He does this miracle with the Panim bread that stays fresh and hot from one week to the next. And that is why the Shulchan is susceptible to Tumah, because it is moved. The Gemara then questioned that at the end of last week, and this is where we sort of got to at the end of last week. Why do you have to come on to the reason that the Shulchan is susceptible to Tumah because sometimes it's moved to show the pilgrims the Lechem upon him, the Panim bread? Why don't you just say that the Shulchan is susceptible to Tumah because it's not actually a wooden utensil? Since it is plated with a metal, it's like a metal utensil because the plating subsumes the original status of a wooden utensil and makes it into a metal utensil and therefore it should be susceptible to Tumah because it's plated in metal. Is that not the case, the Gemara says, when you look in the Mishnah in Kalim? And the Mishnah in Kalim says if you have a wooden table and it's been covered in marble and it's been covered so much that all the wood is now covered, there's no wood left available to place anything on it, can no longer be used as a wooden utensil. So then rather than being viewed as a wooden utensil, it's now viewed as marble. And stone is not susceptible to Tumah. And the Mishnah in Kalim says such a table is not susceptible to Tumah. So if a wooden table covered in marble can become unsusceptible to Tumah because it loses its status as a wooden utensil and becomes instead a marble utensil, then all the more so the Shulchan, once it's covered with metal, can become like the metal and the metal becomes the new status of this utensil of the Shulchan and therefore it can become susceptible to Tumah. So why can't that be the reason that the Shulchan is susceptible to Tumah? Not because sometimes the Shulchan is moved, but rather because it's covered in, it's plated in metal. That's what we got to last week. So the Gemara says, And maybe you'll suggest that Shani Atzei Shittim Dechashivi Veloi Botli. Maybe you'll say that Shittim wood, which is what the Shulchan is made out of, is different because it is a very valuable wood. And actually, when does the Mishnah in Kalim say that a wooden utensil can change its status and become like a marble utensil when it's covered in marble? That's only where the wood that the utensil is made out of, that the table or chair is made out of, is from like a cheaper type, a less valuable type of wood. But when you're dealing with the shittim wood, which is what the shulchan is made of, which is a very valuable wood, so maybe then the Gemara says, maybe you'll say, then the metal plating does not subsume, does not become the new status of the utensil because since the shulchan is made of such valuable wood, maybe the wood retains its identity and the table retains its identity as a wooden table. And that's why we don't say that the reason the table can become tame is because of the metal plating. 
But Hanichal Rish Lakish to Omar. If you're going to say that, that will make sense according to Rish Lakish, who said, Lo shonu ele bechle ak sligli silgi mabayim imdina sayom, aval bechle mismim lo botli shapit. That makes sense according to Rish Lakish. What did Rish Lakish say? Rish Lakish said that the wood is only subordinate to its plating with utensils that are made out of ashligis wood that come from overseas, which aren't very valuable. And therefore, they take on the identity of their plating. But when it comes to utensils made of mismim wood, which are of great value, like the shittim wood, they do not become subordinate to their plating. So then, Shapir, that makes sense. What you've said would be aligned to the view of Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish basically makes exactly that differentiation between invaluable wood and more valuable wood. And so maybe Rish Lakish would agree with the distinction you've just made. And he would say, look, when it comes to the Shulchan that's made out of very valuable wood, it does not assume the status of the metal plating. Rather, it remains a wooden utensil. So, OK, so that would make sense according to Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says even utensils made of mismim, which is a very valuable wood, would still become subordinate to their plating. What are you going to suggest? According to Rabbi Yochanan, even if you have a very valuable wood, once you plate it, so the plating subsumes the wood and it becomes like a metal utensil. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, the shulchan should be able to acquire tumma because of its metal plating, even if it wasn't made to be carried. Even if it wasn't something that we sometimes move, that we sometimes pick up. Even so, since it is plated with metal, it will be susceptible to tumma. So the Gemara again says, why is it that we said the reason why the Shulchan can become tummy is because sometimes we move it to show the pilgrims the miracle of the Lechem HaPalim, the Palim bread. We don't need that reason. Why not just say simply, the Shulchan is plated with metal and the metal makes it susceptible to tumma because the Shulchan takes on the status of the metal as we see in the Mishnah in Kalim that when you cover something in a plating, it assumes the status of the plating. And maybe you're going to suggest that there's a difference between the Mishnah in Kalim and our Mishnah. That in the Mishnah in Kalim we're talking about marble plating that is anchored down. It is well connected and anchored down on the wooden table. And only in a case where the plating is anchored down, that's when the plating subsumes the status of the utensil. But here, in the case of the Shulchan, in our case, in our Mishnah, we're dealing with plating that is not anchored. And therefore, the metal plating will not subsume, will not become the new identity of the wooden utensil. Maybe that's what you'll suggest. There's a difference between the two cases, whether the plating is well anchored down or not. And actually, only when it's well anchored down, then it subsumes the status of the utensil. But in the case of the Shulchan, it's not well anchored down, and therefore it does not overcome the status of the utensil. And therefore, even though it's got a metal plating, the Shulchan, that's not a reason to make it susceptible to Tumah, since the plating is not well anchored down. Maybe that's what you'll suggest. But that can't be because Habamine Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, Rish Lakish asked Rabbi Yochanan that very question. He said, The law that a table becomes subordinate to its plating, does it apply only in the case of plating that is anchored, or also in the case of plating that is not anchored? He asked that explicit question. He also asked, Does it apply when the plating covers the table's rim, or even when it does not cover the table's rim? 
The Amalek and Rabbi Yochan responded to him on those questions. It doesn't matter whether the plating is anchored or not. It doesn't matter whether it covers the table's rim or whether the plating doesn't cover the table's rim. The table still assumes the identity of the plating. And therefore the Gemara is left with its question that we ended off with last week. Regardless of the manner of the plating and regardless of how valuable the wood is, a wooden utensil that is plated with metal should be regarded as a utensil of metal. And therefore, the Gemara has its question, even if the Shulchan was not made to be carried or moved, it should still be susceptible to Tumah because it's plated in gold. So why then did we attribute the susceptibility of Tumah of the Shulchan to it having been lifted before the pilgrims, that it gets carried before the pilgrims, as if to say, only because it can be carried, is it therefore susceptible to Tumah? Why do you even need that? Even if it wasn't going to be carried, even if it wasn't able to carry it, it should still be susceptible to Tumor by virtue of the fact that it's plated with metal. El, or rather the Gemara says, Shani Shulchan. The Shulchan is different than other plated utensils. The Rachmana Kariya Eitz. Because the Torah itself calls the Shulchan made of eights of wood. Tichsev, as the Pasuk says in Yechezkel, this is part of a lengthy passage in Yechezkel, detailing Yechezkel's vision of an angel who guides and instructs him regarding the arrangement and laws of the third Beis HaMikdash, of the third temple. So the angel here is describing the table. Tichsev ha-mizbeach eitz shalosh amos gavoa v'arko shtayim amos u-mikzoos of loy v'arko v'kiroos of eitz v'yidabar elai z'ah shulchan asher efnei Hashem. The altar was of wood, Three amas high and its length. Three amas high and its length. Two amas and its corners and its length and walls. Eight were of wood. And he, the angel, said to me, "This is the table that is before Hashem." So this pasuk explicitly describes the table as being made of wood. And therefore, the Gemara says, even though generally speaking, a utensil plated with some other material assumes the status of that material that it's plated with. That does not apply in the case of the Shulchan. Because the Shulchan, even though it's plated with metal, the Torah goes out of its way to describe it as made of eight of wood. As if to tell us that regardless of the fact that it's plated with something else, it remains a wooden utensil. And therefore the fact that it's plated in metal is not sufficient basis to render it susceptible to ritual impurity to Tumah. Because the Torah has told us, regardless of what it's plated with, it remains a wooden utensil. And therefore we have to come on to the reason that the Shulchan is susceptible to Tumah is because it, it's moved. We move it, we carry it, when we want to show it to the pilgrims to show them the Lechem upon and the Ponim bread. And that's the reason that it's susceptible to Tumah. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.